Afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to this next Rebel Reject Create interview. Where today I'm speaking to Mr. Rob McLennan, who has enjoyed a dual career as a highly creative being, where he has worked most of his life in the advertising industry, mainly as a creative director and then that side of the business, but as well as an agency owner and manager, as well as being an alternative rock god, um, sort of in his spare time, whatever, whatever that might mean. Uh, so, Rob, uh, welcome. How are you doing? Hello, doing well. Well, yeah, in South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> Have to be creative on a daily basis just to get some things done, don't we? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. As does the rest of the world. This is true. Uh, the pandemic, I think, has made everyone more creative than they ever thought they were. No, I, I, think, I think it's been a, an opportunity, actually, for a lot of people. Um, you know, for every sort of bad part of it, there's, there's some glimmer of hope for, for creative types, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, what, what, for you, what, what is a creative type? I mean, what does that mean? Um, I, you know, what, are you talking about a career in creativity? I think that um, sort of creativity is a tool that, that sort of everyone has. In, in whatever job they have and whatever they do. And I, th I guess most of the time it's unconscious when you're, uh, when you're growing up and you're deciding what you want to be. And most people are sort of don't really have an idea of what they want to be at any particular stage, especially when you're at the age of 15 or 16. So you sort of almost sort of get... You, you, you fall into a particular area or career that's advised to be or whatever. Um, but at some stage in your life, you end up doing something that satisfies you in, in a particular way. And if you dig a little deeper into it, um, it's because it's the part that you feel you could be most creative in. Uh, and um, it's a hard thing to define, but the thing is, is that... Um, for people who fall into the creative side of life, um, um, it's the part of that of that sort of area that they fall into that gives them gratification in almost a selfish way. Right. And um, and that's sort of how I fell into into my two careers because I was always passionate about two things, and the one was music. Everyone wants to be uh, wants to be a rock star when they're 15 or 16 years old and I picked up my sister's guitar at quite an early age and restrung it um, because I'm left-handed and um, sort of started messing around with that and at the same time by the time I left school the only thing I was good at is doing sort of um, fanzines in, in a private Catholic, Catholic school that didn't even have art as, an, as a a sort of subject so um, we ended up creating these um, irreverent sort of um, fanzines in, 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 in the 70s and stuff like that for, at school and, and Ronan knowing them off and uh, eventually I got, I got hustled off to 
um, to some sort of careers officer and they did an uh, aptitude test and they said I should either be a farmer or uh, or do fine art. So I ended up doing fine art, also largely to, to um, get out of going, going to being conscripted into the army at the particular time. The last thing I wanted to do was study after getting out of school. It wasn't my finest hour. Um, it was fun, but I really didn't enjoy the structures of an institution like that, really. And at the same time, I continued to uh, to play with various other people and write songs and, and, and stuff like that. And I didn't realize it at the time, but um, that, that would ultimately form what I ended up doing. So um, at some particular stage, um, I, I realized obviously those are the things I liked the most. So I ended up do, getting a degree in graphic design and um, we all know that um, music isn't really a thing that you can end up making any money or making a great living out of. Um, but so I actually went to my first job interview, which was at an advertising agency. Um, and I got, I got my, with my first interview, I got a job at, at an advertising agency as opposed to a design place or whatever. But it was quite like back in those days, you, you sort of were defined by one particular career as opposed to, uh, I'm just going to be creative and I'm going to do that. I think people have the luxury these days, especially with the tools we have, of allowing our creativity to flow into, into, into different areas. And also you realize that, that creativity is something that converges um, all disciplines. So, you know, you, you can be creative in a number of ways. You can be creative in, in accounting and you can be creative in whatever industry you're in, um, even though, um, you know, I think that people always define it as either, some, either some, the written word yeah, or music or poetry or art related or something like that. But not, it's not necessarily true, true. And I think it defines the way we live our lives as well. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up going into um, whoring my art site to make money and realizing quite fast that I really, really enjoyed it because I was using other people's money to do work that was creatively pleasing to me. And surprisingly gives you a focus which allows you to actually do some good with it and do something that, that, that at the same time as doing some good with it, that um, it, it pleases you from, from a creative and artistic perspective as well. Yeah. You know, one of the things I was really curious to ask you was whether working in um, an advertising environment had any impact um, on, on, on how you operated in the music environment and vice versa. I mean, were the methodologies exactly the same or, or are they completely different? Um, I think initially when, when I started out, I, I sort of separated them completely. Um, but, you know, as, as I've sort of progressed through life, I realized that they're actually like two sides of the same coin. In fact, they may even be the same side of, of the same coin because I think that um, all of the tools that I use for my ideas, for um, 
for the freshness of thought, for um, all of those particular things that that sort of um, I think all creative people strive for are exactly the same in both fields. So quite interestingly, um, back in the day, um, you were either divided into an art director or a copywriter. And I was on the art side, so um, I was seen as an art director. But um, realizing that um, as I progressed, that words were something that I was using really strongly and and sort of using and playing a lot, a lot of emphasis on in my songs, right from the word go, they, they were sort of a means to express in words that you couldn't do in on the page and um, with a painting or, or, or and um, all of a sudden everything started merging together. So I started writing um, in my advertising side as well. And, um, and and creativity is all about ideas and innovation and, and, and all of that sort of stuff. And the same goes for when you're writing a song or, or, whether, you, or whether you're writing an ad. Yeah, that is a yeah. particular purpose to it and you get a particular brief to do it and you try and do it in the best best possible way. Right. Could, could you unpack a, an example of a kind of process you might use to, to get an idea and turn it into either an advert or a song? So I think in advertising, it's sort of, it's easier because you, you, you're given a brief that, that tells you um, about a particular benefit. But um, most of the advertising that's really memorable and um, that is creative is um, talks to the emotional side of people because it talks to the insights that you have into people's lives, whether it's whether it's on a personal level, whether it's on a national level, whether it's on a particular target market or whatever it is. And um, and you apply your, those insights. And insights are things that people do that they don't really know that they do. And we talk about them. So it might be the routine you do while brushing your teeth, which is a reflection on your life or whatever you do. So when you advertising for, for toothpaste or something like that. You try and find something that that people do rather than say, well, this is toothpaste and this is what it's got in it and this is why it's going to keep your teeth white or whatever. Yeah. It might You might find a way into it that reflects what everyone does unconsciously every single day of their lives, which is brush their teeth in the morning and the evening or whatever, and, and, and find a way to do it in a way where people look at that and they say, that's that's insane. We do this. We do the all of these acts all every day of our lives, and it just gets pushed into the back. But when you shine a different light on it, it becomes creative and and it, and, and, and it provokes questions, and um, it it sort of impacts people's lives in either a, a, in a particular way. And it's the same way people write songs. Because people write songs about politics. They write about their lives, whether it's growing up as in in a suburban environment in South Africa or whether it's about the state of the world or whether it's about love or hate or any of those sort of things, um, you are looking at the insight that, that most people have. People fall in love. Um, people break up. Um, politics, politicians are politicians um, and they are uh, the people who define what we are as a society. So we're always talking to society in a way that they can relate to. And creativity is finding a way to express that in a way that hasn't been done before. 
And I'm not talking about the fact that um, we aren't influenced by millions of people who we admire and, and we look at all of that music and in advertising in a big way. A lot of the directors, the big directors and, and the great creative directors came from an advertising background because it was a, it was a sort of a small leap from um, from directing advertising to actually directing movies and um you know all of a sudden you realize that that this, this the sphere of what creativity affects in advertising goes to so many different media so you have to write extremely well for for for, for radio ads and we we have to um, make pictures for, for every magazine ad that we used to do. And we have to make films. And these days we make content and we make series. And at the awards in Cannes every year, those things are rewarded for their creativity because they in exactly the same way that someone will get to exhibit um, at, at a museum in some way if he's an artist. And if you're a musician, you, you end up playing on a stage, so you end up with an audience, and and so you just realise that 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 there's one just big creative pot that we keep dabbling in, and they all overlap at, at all at, at various stages, you know. Yeah. But um, the interesting thing is is that is that if you think about how, how we judge advertising, and I've judged a million. Uh, panels, but um, it's always the top thing you talk about is is innovation or freshness or doing it. So um, people people relate to that because they haven't seen it before. It's not it's not the norm, and that happens when you find a good author or when Andy Warhol came around in the sixties or, yeah. or, or 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 Picasso at the turn of the century or. Then think about every musician, how it's been, it was rocked by punk, and then Nirvana came along and affected a, the whole grand scene, and then, you know, it, it's it's identical in every single thing. Yeah. Or someone would come along like a Kerouac or a Hemingway, and and they write in a, in a very, very particular way, you know? Yeah, great. Hey, I hope uh, you're enjoying the conversation with Mr. Rob McKinnon so far. Um, if you are, please don't forget to hit the like, the share, and the subscribe button. This is part of a series and there's plenty more interviews like this coming along. So if you want to keep up to date, hit that subscribe button to make sure you get the notification when the next one comes along. And if you have been watching so far, um, I'd really like to hear what your favorite insights from Rob are so far. So please feel free to use the comments uh, and ask any questions you want to do as well. Now, Rob, I mean, you know, you... <laughs> You've been around the block a few times, right? So you're not the youngest uh, uh, guy on, on on stage anymore. So I'm assuming that you get a lot of uh, questions from young young artists, young advertising people, saying, you know, how, how do I how do I get anywhere near to doing what you do? If you were only allowed to give one piece of advice to a, a budding creative person or someone who wants to make a career out of their creativity, what would that advice be? Um, I guess it would be to aim high. And um, the reason I say that is that you have to have a belief that um, that people are going to um, 
like you work in some particular way. And um, when you look at your sort of heroes and stuff like that, you need to feel that you can be playing in, in that particular territory. So when you write a song or you create an ad, I want that to be the best in the world. And I have to believe when I'm actually making that piece of work that it's worthy of being the best in the world. Obviously, the first thing is, is to make sure it's the best for you. But um, it, invariably, if you aim high um, or, the, or the highest you can, um, even if you don't reach that, um, you're still somewhere in the, in, in the band up there. And I've, I've found that, I found that a lot, you know, um, it's, it might be naive, but all of the, I've read a lot of biographies of, of, of artists and, and musicians and writers and stuff like that. And the one thing they, they have is incredible self-belief and incredible self-doubt. And and the and the balance between the two of them is is that you have to believe that you've created something good, but you have to, the self doubt comes from the fact that you're never satisfied with what you've what you've got done, so you and you need to do it better and better and better and better. And if you you, you as a as a as a musician as well, you, you know how many times you look at the recorded product and you think, oh, it could be. You don't know when to stop. Painters don't know when to stop. But um, I think it, it, it is every, every time you do something that's great and you get recognized for it, um, you, want to, you want to make sure that, that, that the next piece is different and better and um, surprises people in a different way. Right. Um, you need to excite people. You need to surprise people with what you're doing the whole particular time. Take someone like a Bowie, yeah. you know, uh, he, he had his bad years, but the thing is, is that right from the beginning, he had this incredible, after getting beaten down many times in, in the beginning of his career, for example, he, um, he picked himself up and then eventually got a hit. And then um, immediate, almost immediately before he was, he was really big, he was sort of putting people like Iggy Pop and and um, various other artists on the map, even though they, 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 they'd been around longer than him. But he had this incredible self-belief and, um, and, and, and resilience that allowed him to, uh, and the satisfaction, which, which is about that, that, that sort of soft dart, yeah. um, like to, to constantly change and, and do better. Yeah. I, I like the, the way you put your finger on that, this, this kind of like almost egotistical self-belief, but that there's this, there's this constant gnawing doubt that is what kind of keeps you trying and again and changing and thinking and developing so that you're never actually happy with what's happened. Yeah. Because if, exactly. you, if you were, you'd just stop, right? You just like go, okay, cool, go home, go do something else. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's exactly, I think that's exactly right. And, and I think that, um, the people we know and who've become famous, um, there's so many, there's so many one hit wonders. So you can imagine how hard it is for people. And I think that's why people are, have, there's so much sort of, um, drugs and ups and downs and suicides and like, it's so much, so much good and so much bad in, in the creative industries is because you do something that's fantastic. You're rewarded for it and you never do it again in your life. Yeah, and yeah. I always tell I always tell the new guys who come in um, 
who came into advertising because I must be one of the oldest guys, geezers still in, in advertising in South Africa, but um, I'm often asked those, those sort of questions and, and um, you know, you, you, you've got to be really lucky in this world if, you, if, 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 if you're knocking out of the park once, no matter what sphere it is of creativity. Um, and it's the guys who do it two, three times, four times who become legends in their own lifetimes. Yeah. Or post post their lifetimes. So it's an incredibly privileged thing to do to to actually do it. And if you do it once, you can do it again. Um, you, it's 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 you have to be incredibly incredibly hard on yourself. Um, but it has to give you the biggest pleasure at the same time when when you when you so called complete your piece of work, whatever it may be. Yeah. When you decide it's time to push it out the door. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Rob, thank you so much, man. It's been excellent speaking to you. Um, and thanks to everybody who's been listening and watching. As I said earlier, we'd love to hear your insights uh, and what you thought of what Rob had to say. So please use the comment section and uh, give us any feedback on, on, on the conversation this evening. And uh, don't forget to subscribe so you can catch the next one in the series that comes along. And hey, if you've got someone who you think I should interview, who's a, a highly creative individual, um, tell me all about them in the comments as well. I'd love to get in touch and see what it's all about. So, Mr. McLennan, any famous last words? Um, I guess, um, yeah, I keep on going. But like, obviously, everyone says this, but I think that the advantage of where we are right now is that... Um, Creativity is converging, and um, actually, the lockdown has allowed us to apply more attention to our creative process than than other cl clutter that surrounds it. So, so use it well. All right, thank you very much, sir.